0: We've been looking at Ephesians chapter 4, the five-fold ministry, and today we're going to talk about briefly Jesus, the pastor, shepherd. Uh, and this is in our Simply Jesus uh, studies that we're doing. And so, um, you know, I think about all of these that are going out. They're going out as evangelists. Tim said the pastor's heart kind of shakes a bit seeing everybody going out like that. Um, our goal is not so much to have one person up at the front that does ministry, but multiple people standing before us and walking with us to train us in five tracks. And the five tracks really make a picture of Jesus. So that that's what we're going to talk about. Because it's been a while since since I've gotten to share, I'm going to do a quick overview. So if, um, I think I am. There we go. So we've been looking at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, until we all reach the unity in the faith and the knowledge of God's Son, growing into a mature man with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. The picture of Jesus should be seen in the church, and too often it's not. It's it's not a clear picture, and today we're going to look at Jesus, the pastor, shepherd, but remember the five. There's the apostles, which are the going ones. We've got a lot going. The prophetic, which are the guiding ones. The teachers that are the growing ones, the pastors that are the guarding ones, and the evangelists that are the gathering ones. So the, this is the picture of Jesus It's not actually Jesus. I know he didn't look like that, but, you know, that's what our little books, maybe some of those look like it. But picture of Jesus, and this often is what the world sees when we try to shine Jesus. Most of it's because we don't show the love that that was in Jesus as he walked on on the earth. We'll talk about it. In Ephesians chapter uh, 4, we see Jesus the apostle, Jesus the prophet, Jesus the evangelist, Jesus the pastor, te- uh, shepherd, and Jesus the teacher. That is; gi- Those are gifts given to the church to train the church to do the work of, of the ministry. So quickly, there's four lists of spiritual gifts. Just for clarity, this is you and me. These are you and me. The seven gifts out of Romans chapter 12. Ephesians 4 are the tracks for discipleship, the equipping. So we have five different gifts that are given to the church to train us in the tracks for discipleship. And then the bottom ones are the tools for ministry. And each of these passages explains that all of these are a picture of Jesus. But you find yourself in Romans 12, we're trained in uh, Ephesians 4 and the tools that we use are in 1 Corinthians 12. If you want to take a picture of that, I'll let you do that quickly. If you got your phones ready, I'll give you 10 seconds. Sorry about that. (laughs) I'll let you see it afterwards. Oh, there you go. Hannah's going to send it to you. All right? Okay. So simply Jesus, these tracks for discipleship, the apostle is sent by the Father, speak, the prophet speaking the word of God, evangelist bringing good news of the kingdom, pastor showing the love of the Father, and teacher is personifying the very truth that sets us free. That's the broader picture. Are y'all okay? I'm going fast because I've got pastor to cover today, or at least to give us introduction into So, one of these is you, that's out of your motivational gifts, and it shows why you respond the way that you do. I believe God gives us that gift in our mother's womb. And discipleship, born again brings life to it, discipleship uh, shows us how to use who we are out of our motivations. But we are to be equipped and trained in all five of these areas. We've looked at the apostle, we've looked at the prophet. We've semi-looked at the evangelist. Today, we're going to look at Pastor Shepard. Part of the reason is I see a lot of hurt and pain in the body of Christ. And if we, we do all of these different things but are not taking care of ourselves, we actually become a liability rather than an asset. So pastoral ministry, we need to focus on it for just a little bit. This is more than one person who is the pastor of the church taking care of all the needs of the body. What this is about is training the body to do the work of pastoral ministries. So you're responsible, right? God gives us the gift of pastors to train us to do pastor ministries. So, and the end result is simply Jesus is seen. Fivefold ministry, the apostles are the ones that look at foundations and their motive is simplicity. Prophets look at righteousness, and what they a good service is one that there's a lot of people weeping and crying and repenting, turning to God. Evangelist, oh, evangelist, good news. The motive is for life and freedom. Pastors, though, focus on wholeness, and their motive is to nurture. Some of you have a mercy motivational gift, and this will flow out of your out of you naturally. This is not just, you know, last week we celebrated Mother's Day. This is not just for mothers to nurture. Actually, in Ephesians 5, it says fathers and husbands are to nurture their uh, their wife. We're to cherish, nurture. So nurturing should flow out of pastoral ministries for us. And then teaching, their, their focus is truth, and the motive is that people would get an understanding. So... You can't give what you hadn't received. Here's the question, and then we'll dive into Pastor Apostle. Have you been reached? Then are you going? Are you listening? That's the prophet, and are you guiding? Have you been gathered? That's the evangelist, and are you gathering? Are you being covered? That's pastoral, and are you guarding? And are you growing? That's teacher, and are you growing others? How about that? Good summary. Y'all ready to dive in? We looked at Psalm 23 at one point, not too long ago. And we saw in Psalm 23, pastoral Psalm, it's about the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. So the picture of Jesus is a shepherd. We're going to talk about the word shepherd here quickly. But see, the shepherd looks and he encourages and encapsulates. He encourages the saints and he encapsulates the saints. Puts a protective uh, uh, border around them, and then the the it encourages them in the lows and the highs. And what we said is that is selah, la," which is a pause. Yes, shepherds encourage in the lows and the highs. All right, so pastoral ministry, caring—it's a caring ministry. The pastor in, in Greek is, is poimen, or poimen, and in the, uh, the verb is uh, poimen, maino, but shepherd is used 17 times in the New te- Testament. You only see the word pastor, and it's in its plural form once in the whole New Testament in the English Bibles, and it's in Ephesians 4. But it's, it's in the plural listed with four other gifts in the plural. So we make church often about one person that is the pastor, and usually that one has to do all five of those things. We wear them out. So early on when people said, Pastor Johnny, I said, don't you call me a pastor, I'll call you one right back. Because this is meant to be shared with everybody. The pastor should be training the body to do a caring ministry Seven times you find it in the New Testament, 11, 11 times you find the verb in the New Testament, this uh, word poimen. So the word pastor means shepherd, the, where, where we find it in Ephesians, is shepherding. So there's the Jesus example, and I want you to just think with me. I'm not going to go to these passages. I'll let you take a picture of this in just a second. You find Jesus, he is the good shepherd. If you want to understand how to shepherd, how to care for, a caring ministry. We'll look at the picture of Jesus. Am I losing you or am I giving you too much information? Are you all right? Everybody okay? We look for Jesus. Uh, Look, I'm not scared. I know what I've got. But I am concerned that you get what I'm giving you. And I know some of it will be seeds that are sown that will bear fruit later. The roots will go down and bear fruit later. But I want you to at least, I want to see that you're receiving some of that seed, even if you don't get the whole thing, right? Okay? All right, so he is the good shepherd. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20, it says that he is the great shepherd, the good and great shepherd. So if you want to know how to do pastoral ministry, you look at Jesus. First Peter chapter 2, verse 25 says he's the shepherd and guardian of, of our souls. So here at New Horizons, how does that look? How do we care for one another? You know, I think that that we probably do a fair job of that. I hear a bunch of folks saying, man, you know, it's family and but as we grow and the numbers grow and folks go out and others come in, Y'all, we're trying to create some systems so that we can make sure that we're checking on everybody. It's not a top-down thing. It's a coming under everybody and saying, how can we care for you? How can we care for each other? But too often, I think people, the one of the, the, I mean, the strength about our church, I think you can come in and get connected and go deep quickly. But if you're in one of those groups that has gotten connected quickly, somebody may walk in and go, how do I fit? And everybody is already tied into a group and you're caring for one another. We're wanting to get it to where when anybody walks in the door that they find a place that they actually get cared for. Because if we're not caring for one another, rather than being an asset and the kingdom advances, we will become more of a liability. And we want everybody to know. So some good words there are nurturing, healing, Caring and guarding. I'm going to leave that up there. Any questions, y'all? I, I thought about this. And I'll let you think for just a second. Uh, I thought about this, and and as we when we looked at Jesus the prophet. It came to me I could get up and teach about Jesus being a prophet, or I could just let a prophet prophesy. <laughs> Do you remember that Sunday? Young Isaac got up here and shuck the corn. It was a, a powerful time. And he spoke prophetically and it became encouragement and consolation and um and exhortation. What is it? The two E's in the C. What is it? Come on, help me. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. Prophecy is given to encourage. What? Edify, edify exhort, and console. Seems. Is that it? Comfort. Okay. He did that. And I thought, well, what about pastoral ministry? And this morning, as we began to sing, I thought, man, pastoral ministry is already happening. don't have to wait for somebody to get up and talk about it. Y'all, I used to really prepare a message and have all of the words in line with my jokes that William always challenged me with Uh, to be able to speak in a way that was almost, well, entertaining, And I continue to believe that God is wanting us to get more real and for this to be more like a living room, even with little babies crying. Everybody's cool with that, right? So the question is, is is Jesus wanting to touch something in your soul today? Is he wanting to do that? You can't give what you had not got. And if God is wanting to challenge us in caring for one another, Would you allow yourself today to be cared for by him? He is the great shepherd of our soul. Now, I thought about Jesus in regards to him being the good shepherd and being the great shepherd. You know, that heart of mercy, that heart of caring for others, you can see that in Jesus many times. You can see him with the woman at the well, with Zacchaeus, that heart of that good shepherd reaching out to those. Even to the one that was called in adultery, he pastored her. He showed the love of God. Then I thought about Jesus in the temple. When he came in with the whip, and flip the tables and crack the whip. Do you realize that that also is pastoral ministry? And I want to challenge to think about it in, the, in, the, in these terms for just a minute. He actually shaped and fashioned a whip. That meant it was premeditated what he was doing. He knew, to, knew what he was going in to do. And he, he comes in, he says, you have, this was to be my father's house of prayer for all nations, all peoples around the world but you made this a den of thieves with all of your money changing. Now, this doesn't have anything to to do with selling CDs or books out in the lobby. This has to do, this was the court of the Gentiles where this was happening. This was the one place that those that were God-fearers from other cultures from around the world could come in. They didn't have to be Jews. They could just be going, I know there's a God and I want to find him. And it had been so filled up in that marketplace with business transactions going on and people really trying to take money from other folks and and benefit from it. And Jesus came in and cracked a whip. Listen, you have not seen mean or mad until you see pastoral ministry mean and mad. Do you hear me? I've said that about mercy gifting before. But there's something about the pastoral heart that is guarding and protecting individuals and the whole. Jesus is the good shepherd. He says in John 10 that the good shepherd, he enters in by the gate. He says um, the thief is the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't come through the gate. He finds another way to get in. And he also says a hireling is one that... When he sees the wolf coming, will run. But the true shepherd, the good shepherd, is going to protect those sheep. He's going to stick around and protect. If you want to see someone in pastoral ministry get mad, see somebody that's being abused. See somebody that's being attacked. And you'll find pastoral ministry with teeth. They will protect. They'll even care for the abuser, crazy enough, but they will stop them dead in their tracks. They will rip you up. There's something about pastoral ministry that is caring for us, but there's something in there that could be angry. So as I was praying and saying, Lord, what is it that you want to do with us in pastoral ministry today? Don't separate Jesus out and go, "Mm, this is the one single color of Jesus that fits in the other four. They blend together and make this incredible picture. Pastoral ministry is not just Jesus coming to put his arm around a victim. This is Jesus sometimes getting angry about the traumas that have come into our lives. Can we be angry and sin not? The only way that can happen is if we see Jesus in that capacity. In fact, I dare say it would be hard for some of us to receive the healing of our souls that Jesus so desperately wants to bring to us. Without understanding his perspective in the situations that we've been involved, that he actually hurts when we've been hurt. He's the one that comes alongside. Okay. I hope in the days ahead, that you will see and recognize a pastoral ministry heart, someone that exudes that. I'm more apostolic. I'm all about the sending, and we're doing a pretty good job of that. But are we caring? I want to grow in that. Some of you need to step up. Those of you that, that are mercy motivated need to step up. You know, think about Matthew overseas. We should be sending a care package from here. Adam should be receiving something from us. Just a note of encouragement. This is the rubber meat in the road. But wait, is that not what you hired me to do? No, sorry. Yeah, you can put pastor on my door. But the fact is, my responsibility is to train us, as with our other leaders, in what we're supposed to step out into.